Hey y'all, welcome to the Pastor Brian Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Brian. I've been an ordained pastor for 12 years. In all those years and before, I found following Christ by myself hard. But when I walked with others, not only did I follow Christ better, but I found Christ's holiness to be a gift. We hope to be a community where you find the joy of social holiness, learning from others through Christ's work in each of our lives. So come on in. I look forward to praying with you. Hey, y'all. Before we begin our interview, I wanted to take a moment to talk about our format at Pastor Brian Podcast, as we have many new listeners this season. Our podcast is now a monthly interview format with guests. Not only will we feature theologians, scholars, pastors, and writers who help others in Christ, but half of our conversations will be devoted to everyday Christians, laity, the old church term, who are often so overlooked, but do most of the ministry of Christ's mission on earth. We hope to highlight these amazing people, as you will see today with our guests. Also, I think it important to speak about the kind of conversation we will be having with other Christians and my role in them. Yes, I am an individual, but I am a person from a certain place and shaped by traditions in church and our society. I'm an evangelical Christian, particularly from the holiness movement in the Wesleyan Methodist tradition. I'm from a poor family in the poor American rural Midwest. Also, I'm a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant male currently living in the suburbs of a major metropolitan city of the world. As much as I will try to be unbiased in these conversations, I will still, even unwittingly, bring those lenses to these discussions. However, I'll strive to be fair, caring, and Christ-like to our guests. These conversations are meant to highlight their faith with Christ and their calling, even though we may disagree about things. I'm not going to try to debate or to challenge them, but try to find places where we can learn and grow in Christ together. I do learn much from shows that have more of a debate format, but this is just not one of them. I may ask clarifying questions, but I'm mostly here to listen and allow my guests to speak for themselves. The ways they are growing in their relationships with Christ, dealing with doubt, experiencing mourning, and stepping out in the faith of Christ's redemption. We will always begin and end in prayer many times with our guests leading us. Our conversation today is with three college students who have just finished their first semester and are back for Christmas break. According to Fuller Youth Institute studies, 40 to 50% of students who graduate from a church or youth group will fail to stick with their faith in college. Some more brief statistics from Fuller, only 20% of college students who leave the faith plan to do so during high school. The remaining 80% intended to stick with their faith, but didn't. There's also an encouraging statistic that 30 to 60% of youth who abandon their faith return in their late 20s. While that's good news, it also means there's much to mourn. We as the church must do a much better job of preparing our students for their lives and faith in college. That is why we wanted to have some students speak about their experiences ways in which the church has helped them, but also fallen short. They are so truthful and insightful. Also, I would suggest checking out Fuller Youth Institute's book, Sticky Faith, 
for ways to evaluate and improve your congregation's children's, youth, and young adult ministries. I'll put a link in the show notes. So, let us begin with prayer. And then, without further ado, here's our interview with three college freshmen. May their stories bless you today. Let's begin with a prayer from the 1979 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, you have given your only begotten Son to take our nature upon him and to be born of a pure virgin. Grant that we, who have been born again and made your children by adoption and grace, be daily renewed by your Holy Spirit. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom with you and the same Spirit be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. We are so glad to be here today on the Pastor Brian podcast with our special guests, and I'll let them introduce themselves here in just a moment. But at the Pastor Brian podcast, we usually always have lunch that we make for our guests, but today... They are so busy coming back from college that we got to do it in the evening. So we made hot chocolate from the Parisian kind, which comes from the French Academy with Stefan. I'm going to put that in the link in the show notes so you can try the hot chocolate with the brioche. And it was fantastic. very good. Definitely recommend. <laughs> well, you can check the show notes, Carter. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell from Pastor Brian's accent that he is, in fact, French. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, everybody says that guy grew up in North <laughs> Notre Paris. <laughs> yep. Paris. Notre Paris. But we're so excited to have uh, these guests with us. So just to give you a little bit of background, listeners, for me and this group of young adults When I first came to Gary, I was a stay-at-home dad, and after a couple years, they asked me to help. I was ordained pastor, so I didn't want to step on any toes, so I was like, well, I can do second and third grade Sunday school and teach third grade Bible. So the day I showed up on the first day of second grade, there were these 22 second graders, and, <laughs> <laughs> and um, of which three of which were a part of that group. And I, I have pictures and I didn't bring them because I didn't want to embarrass you, <laughs> but I have them upstairs of you in second grade with me, each of you up against the accordion style <laughs> things that we put up the walls. And so in each of those years with them, I was there for third grade Bible with them, then was part when they did blast camp, and of course was a mentor under our youth pastor, Pastor Alexa, when they were in youth group. And so I've loved all the groups I've been a part of for Gary Church. But this group, I was actually part of the longest because I had them literally from second grade all the way until (laughs) through confirmation and then through high school. So They are so special to me, and uh, I'm so glad I got to be a part of their lives and continue to be. So thank you for being here, y'all. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we start off by telling the audience a little bit about each of you, and so we'll start going here to to our left. Okay. Hi, my name is Leah Austin. Um, I am a freshman at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana, and I am studying interior design. And when I'm not at Ball State, you will find me at Wickwood House in downtown Wheaton. There we go. 
She came from work to the Pastor Ryan podcast. I did indeed, yes. God bless her. Thank you, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have... Um, hi, I'm Anna Mathis. I'm studying aerospace engineering at Purdue University. And then we have... Uh, hi, my name is Carter Gall. Oh, Carter, I may need you to get a little bit closer. There you go. I got you. Sorry, sorry, listeners at home. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead. Start my name is uh, Carter Gall. Uh, I go to Indiana University in Bloomington, and I am studying marketing. Again, just say thank you to each of you for being here. And we're going to discuss what it's like being a freshman in college. And uh, I couldn't think of a better group to talk to about it, but also it be fresh in your mind. Because I think sometimes, if you're like my daughter... When it's sometimes hard to remember what it was like your freshman year. In the intro, I put a whole bunch of uh, stats about freshmen in their freshman year, but I want us not to dwell on those, but talk about some issues for y'all. So I'm going to ask each of you to just tell a little bit about yourself. And so let's start off just like where we did. So Leah, how did you first hear God's call in your life? And how would you describe your beginning steps in following Christ as Lord and Savior? Well, Gary Church has always been a part of my life. I was born and raised. I was baptized at Gary, and I went to preschool here. So I feel like it's just been a part of my upbringing, and I've been very involved in all activities like fourth and fifth grade fellowship and the Bible studies in middle school, like over the summer when we would have donuts and lay on couch cushions in the gym and watch our little video clips of our scripture of the day and confirmation. So it's just been my whole life. I've been at Gary. And so I feel like, I feel like there wasn't one specific time where it was like, God, like came to me, I guess. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's just been like my whole life. He's just always been there, I guess. Yeah. Thank you, Leah. And I think that's how it is for a lot of people, right? What about you, Anna? Um, I had a very similar experience. I also went to preschool here and have been going <laughs> since I was quite literally three. So it has definitely always been a part of my life. Um, but I think that during confirmation, I made a conscious decision to make mm-hmm. it a part of my life. And yeah. that was a big step for me. And that when you're baptized, it's not necessarily you making that decision, but your parents and the confirmation was a good way for me to really step foot into um, my belief. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Just like the other two of them, (laughs) I also uh, have been going to Gary since who knows as long as I can remember. And I've done all sorts of things around the church, whether that be participating in church plays and musicals mm-hmm. and then the talent show when that became a thing. Of course, yes. Helping with Gary kids and choirs and all sorts of things. It's just been something that I've grown up into and I feel like I don't really know a life where I wasn't like going to church or like mm-hmm. it was just something that was kind of just funneled into me and I've still continued to do so to this day. Thank you, Carter. So... What is something exciting colleges help you discover about your life in Christ? For me, the first two months of college were probably the hardest two months of my life so far. Mm. Um, And so I feel like it was really hard to get through those. And definitely I was wavering in my belief in God. But I feel like exactly when I felt like I was at my breaking points, I felt like I was given exactly what I needed. Mm. Like whether that was just like a word from a friend or um like a good grade on a test <laughs> like well that happened less um but <laughs> just gave me like just enough for me to keep going yeah. i would add that for me it's given 
I've learned a whole newfound confidence and like ability that I have to do like tasks and stuff that like I didn't think I would be able to do before, if that mm. makes sense. Like living at home and like doing stuff and you're like asked to do stuff. But like when you're at college, it, it's all on your own and like mm-hmm. trying to schedule times to go to classes and time to do homework and time to go to church or stuff like that. So I think it's learned a whole new it's been opened a whole new gate for me and also with God as well. I was going to say, so tell me if I'm saying this correctly. So for Anna, it was more, hey, there were times where I, really, I needed to hear God. And that was maybe the times where college gave that to me, even though they were hard. And for you, it was more confidence to do things on your own. Yes. Especially in your spiritual life. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because like... It's a whole new, like, I'm not going to the same church that I grew up in my whole entire (laughs) life. And, like, I don't have, like, mom and dad waking me up and being like, hey, you're going to church this morning. Or, like, we have to usher this morning. Or we're greeters this morning. So, like, you have to go to church. And then, like, just learning about, like, that's got to be on me now. It's Mm -hmm. not. Even though, like, I've been confirmed and all that, like, still. But, like, now it's, like, solely on me about doing those things. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With that, I don't think that necessarily God just gave me a good situation or something like that. Like every success I've had in college, I've had to work for. Mm. Um, but it's more God has given me the drive to keep going through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mine would be kind of just like small reminders of the church because there was around Halloween time. I got an email that I had a package and I was like, why do I have a package? I didn't order anything. So I went downstairs and I went to the little mail room and I, the package said it was from Gary Church. And I was so excited. I was like, I'm getting a package from Gary Church. What could this be? And so when I opened it, it was kind of like a care package from the youth group for Halloween. And it, it was just so nice because I kind of like... I forgot that we used to do that because I remember doing that. I think we did it. I know we did it last year and we've done a couple other things. And it was just like, it was such a nice reminder that like I have this whole other like family at home and that they're always there. Cause I feel like sometimes we forget that like we have this whole church community that like loves and cares for us, like no matter what. Cause like in college, like it gets lonely. Like sometimes mm. I'm just sitting in my dorm and then I just remember like I have like, those high schoolers like they put all that candy in that box for me and to send to me so it's just like those reminders i like keep me going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you thank you for sharing that i know it's just six months but what do you think the been the biggest difference in your spiritual life in college as it was your spiritual life a year ago what do you think are some of the biggest differences and this can be really practical or it can be more theological and uh so for me personally it's more of a obvious thing that more um when i go to i guess church and i worship i go every thursday night as opposed to like a sunday morning thing Mm. so that's something that's been a little different for me to kind of adjust to like instead of going on sunday morning all the time i go every single thursday night to this group that i go to um at indiana so that's probably just the biggest difference that's obvious with me is that I just go on a different day of the week. So where is, what kind of ministry is that? Uh, So I go to a place, uh, it's called Salt Company. Um, It's a growing ministry that started in uh, Ames, Iowa, and they've slowly uh, started uh, moving on to college campuses across 
the country. They started it about a couple years ago in 2020. So this one that I go to um, in Indiana started, I think this is their second full year of being in it. So it's just like a kind of just like a church for college people. And it's almost kind of like a youth group. And you go, we meet every Thursday night at this place called The Warehouse in Bloomington. Um, and we go and it's like an hour worship service. We'll sing songs and someone will give a sermon every single week. And it's basically kind of just like church for college people. And it's a thing that goes all over the country and they're slowly spreading to different uh, college campuses around the country. Awesome. Thanks, Carter. Yeah, that is a big difference. What about y'all? Uh, mine has definitely been more of a doubt in God's existence. Yeah. I feel like as I learn more about in higher level science classes and just more from a factual standpoint, I find it harder for the two to coexist. And I've really been struggling with that lately. Mm. So that's a big difference that's happened just in this last year. For sure. I feel like it's always kind of been there the whole how can God and science coexist but I've always been able to kind of rationalize it Um, but as my universe expands and as I learn more about like both our earth and the universe we live in it's been harder for me to reconcile the two Mm -hmm. thanks Anna thank you What about you? For me, I feel like it's more of like a consistency thing that has changed because like my whole life, like every Sunday, my family, we all drive to church together. And at school, I I haven't found a place for church yet. And also, I think it's hard. I don't have a car there, so I can't just like drive around, Mm -hmm. like go church shopping, as they say. But (laughs) (laughs) but I think, yeah, I just think it's a different schedule in college. So I feel like it's just... It's a different change. It's an adjustment. And it's just that consistency of use. I used to go every Sunday and now I don't anymore. It's about I need to find that kind of like balance mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are hard things. Yeah. So I'm going to ask, are there any ways in which your college experience has hurt or challenged or complicated your faith? And Anna, you can go further in yours. I know you kind of already talked about that a little bit, but... Uh, So for me personally, it's just the look of like, you know, like in high school, people will like ask you about going to church and like you talk about it, but it seems to be a whole different type of level for me personally at college about like Mm. how like religion or like going to church isn't talked about as much and then... Like you feel like awkward and saying, hey, I'm going to church or whatever. I've even experienced this myself. I remember the first couple of times when I went to Salt, I was like, people were asking me where I was going. I was like, yeah, I'm going to uh, worship and go to Salt. And it's just like kind of weird to say it. So that's something that's kind of been hard for me is like putting it out there and being like, hey, yeah, I do. I'm going to this church or whatever every Thursday night. Why do you think that's hard? And and when I'm asking, I'm not judging. I'm just curious. Like, why do you think Um, it's hard? I think just like the whole perspective type of thing. Mm -hmm. And just like in college, it's just like a, it's a whole different type of beast because people are more open and spread their wings and there's all sorts of different thoughts and stuff. And that's kind of what it it might be mental too. It's just like a whole bunch of things for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. For me, I feel like one of the first experiences I had at school with like the ministries and like religious groups there, it was kind of like, I don't know, it wasn't bad necessarily, but it wasn't great. So I feel like that kind of set the tone. So basically mm. it was, there was someone sitting like on the sidewalk and they had a poster and it was, I don't remember what organization it was for. It was one of the ministry organizations and it was like fill out this spiritual survey to enter a $200 raffle and that to me I just felt like you're bribing people to like join and so I just feel like that just didn't sit right with me I was like they're like trying to bribe people to come to like their ministry organization and I just feel like that just kind of like set a bad tone and I just feel like I don't know I don't know if I've just like in my mind just like generalized all of the things like all other ministries so I feel like I still need to look I need to look more into other groups. I feel like I've just kind of put like a bad generalization from that Hmm. one instance on it. First impressions can be really powerful, can't they? Yeah. Anna, what about you? Kind of with what Leah was saying, a couple of the people I have talked to about religion have been very abrasive about it. I feel like they Mm. there are a lot of people who are, Um, take evangelism very seriously and so I've felt like they have they hear oh you're a Christian I don't don't know how to put this um but oh just put it out they're they're inviting you like to their church but in a way that oh my way is right Mm. you have to do this like Mm -hmm. forceful yeah yeah yeah. so you feel like like so maybe let me say this and see repeat if mm. I'm hearing you correctly because I can be hearing you wrong. But let me, you feel like I'm already a Christian. I don't need to be re-evangelized. Right, yeah. And I haven't necessarily found a church that I like in college either. Um, and so I appreciate the invites, but it's almost as though that for not going to church there, I'm looked down upon by the Christian community. Hmm. And I feel like sometimes it comes off as like really forceful sort Mm -hmm. of. And I just feel like, like, yes, I'm willing to go, but I don't want to be like forced into it. And I feel like sometimes it can come off as aggressive. Like, I feel like it should be like a very like warm and inviting space and not just like, please come here. Like you need to come here. I just feel like it should be more like your willingness, I guess. Mm. If you were if you were talking to those, because I'm sure people who are listening actually run college ministries, <laughs> right? What would you suggest to them? Like, how do you want to be asked to come be a part of a ministry? Mm. And I know that I'm asking you this on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> so even if we want to come back to that in a minute, we can. Um, I think it's more I would like to be given information and given my options and allowed to pick for myself Hmm. yeah is it almost too intense yeah i feel like i haven't like been able to see all of this um both student organizations and churches in the area like Mm -hmm. just kind of laid out in front of me it's more been individuals from those organizations um like forcefully pushing to get me to Mm -hmm. go to their specific one Mm Well, this is good to know. Before we move on to the next question, can I add something from my answer? I kind of just thought about this when they were talking. but Yeah, of course. That's why we have the conversation (laughs) together because, yeah. Also something that I was like initially when like trying to find or like 
complicated was like when I was trying to find something to go to, I had a tough realization of like, this is not going to be exactly the same of like what I experienced at like Gary Church. Like I'm not going to be able to replicate what I had at youth group and all those experiences. And that was kind of hard for me at first to be like, oh, like I'm choosing something different and it's not exactly like Mm -hmm. what I grew up in. And that's also maybe led to something why in the beginning I didn't start going to salt. That's what it's called. The thing I mentioned before. So I didn't start going to salt until a couple of weeks probably a month into the semester just because I was kind of uncertain and like nervous because like I didn't really know what to expect also just because like just like how going to church at like Gary I hadn't really experienced anything else other than like going to church and like I hadn't gone to really any other youth groups and stuff other than like Gary so for me it was kind of just like being nervous and uncertain about like is this something going to be right for me and just like mm-hmm. that type of thing thank you thank you carter are there any ways you feel the church at large gary church or us as your pastors could have done a better job of preparing you for a life of faith in college and when i ask that you're not going to hurt my feelings again i just want to be very <laughs> clear um for me it's like as kind of what I talked about, it was just like hard finding stuff and like confirmation. Obviously, we went to different churches, but mm-hmm. the one thing I would wish was that there would be more, I guess, more like college ministry, I guess I would say like at Gary because like, I don't know, it just like or something maybe to help these future high school students who go to college to be maybe a little more prepared and like trying to find a church and like criteria maybe that they have that they have that maybe they don't know they have when they're trying Mm -hmm. to find a church and maybe just something along those lines to make the process maybe a little easier and less stressful for those trying to find churches in college would be the one thing that I would say. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I think that more individual resources would be helpful, like devotionals kind of Mm, thing. Because even Mm. in that interim period, if you're trying to find a church, um, it can be kind of lonely and to have some resources to do that. Also, I feel like college, you have very busy schedules trying to fit in a whole worship service can be Mm -hmm. a challenge, but just something quick that you could do daily or even like once a week Mm -hmm. um, would be helpful. So I hear two things when y'all are talking. One, hey, this is what it's going to look like when you go to college. Maybe help us help you figure out what are things that you want in a, a college ministry, you personally, and how to navigate that. And the second one is why that's taking time. There still needs to be something that's feeding me that could be helpful from the church. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And even if either you do find a church or you don't to have something there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were actually, when I was talking to my mom and my sister before, we were talking about how my sister, she has like a devotional that she does every night because she, not to call her out, but she hasn't, this isn't calling her out. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> don't mean to say that, but she doesn't have a church, but she does a devotional every night. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's, I think I need to start doing that because I think that if I don't have, find the time, which I hope that I do, but I still have that space there to like have that like five ten minutes of just like alone time with god and Mm -hmm. doing those devotionals and like thinking about that absolutely no that's a great idea what were the things that we prepared what did we do right 
what were the things that you felt like, okay, I was ready for this, or I was ready to step out my faith in this way? Uh, for me, this is kind of an indirect thing, maybe just like going to youth group and like a normal like youth group and having like more deeper and delving conversations into like the Bible or whatever has helped me because like I go to a small group also sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like I have some clubs that interfere with it, so I'll go every so often, but like the small group that like I'm in is like almost exactly kind of similar to like how the back end of like a youth group is and just like we're like focusing on a story or sometimes we'll focus on the sermon that was preached the last Thursday and then we're just kind of like unpacking it and talking about it in that sense how like what we've done that like more specifically in like high school youth group because you're obviously more older and Mm -hmm. mature more to like understand some of that stuff so I would say that has helped me personally Mm. for that yeah I think that when we visited all of the different churches and confirmation, just kind of expanding your worldview really helped because in college there are a lot of different viewpoints and people who come from different backgrounds and being able to understand that a little bit is very helpful. I think also that kind of ties into the, um, for college ministries to approach um, other people is accepting that diversity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's helpful. That's really helpful. Yeah, I agree with what Anna said, and I think, I think it was because not. I don't think all churches do that. Where in in confirmation they go to the other churches, and I think that's really important because I feel like some places it's like only our religion is right, but we mm-hmm. like we see what all the different views, and I think that's really important, like in accepting other people, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that, um, I had an interesting conversation with one of the members of my engineering team. Hmm. It was, we were just joking around one day, it was the four of us. Um, one is has made it very clear that he is very religious, and that's a big part of his life, which is great. That not saying there's anything wrong with that. Um, but we were having a discussion um, I'm not, not sure how it started. It was we were working on our little robots, and it was kind of an offhanded thing. Well, of course, um, working on your little robots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I said something along the lines of um, most religions are interpretate different interpretations of the same God, and he said, "But one is right," mm. and I thought that was interesting, and kind of off-putting that's um and this he's really nice guy like really smart guy too um and later he did um come up to me and was like sorry if i've offended you like Mm. um that kind of thing but i thought it was interesting just that um very almost narrow-minded perspective i Mm. thought because i feel like that's how a lot of people when they hear that you're a christian they like assume that that's your view on Mm -hmm. it but it's like not true for for most people that it's like they're very open to other religions to hearing other people yeah 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 Yeah, for for listeners if you don't know one of the things because i I know we're kind of talking inside baseball here (laughs) a little bit but at our congregation when they were eighth graders 
we started, we took them every month on a worship field trip. And we started in a synagogue and then we kind of went through church history. So we went to an Orthodox church, we went to a Roman Catholic church, we went to Anglican church, which is where the Methodists come from. Then we hit our Methodist cousins. Then we, yeah, we hit our siblings and we hit our Methodist cousins. So when we did church history, they kind of had a big, uh, they had physical hooks upon which to put the dates and everything on. And it also gave them the tools to be able to, well, we hoped uh, that they had a wide array of worship experiences. So when they went to college, they would be able to say, hey, if it's not like Gary Church, hey, I've experienced that. That was the hope. I don't know if it always happened, but that was the hope. So, yeah. Yeah. So you found that very off-putting when he says it. <laughs> What was it that really struck you? Uh, That I can understand believing in one thing. Mm -hmm. And especially if that's how you're raised, um, that that's the way it is. Um, It was the fact that he had really been pushing it on me, it felt like. He had invited me previously to a couple events of this one group. Um, And it was also the setting. It was, Mm. we were working on our engineering project and um, to hear an opinion that strong in that context was off-putting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my next question is, and we kind of talked about this, do you attend a local congregation? Why or why not? Uh, I, right now, do not because I do go on Thursday nights. I think there's a group of people um from salt that i do go to that do go to uh it's like almost like a sister church it kind of works with it's so it's almost like the college ministry for this specific church Mm -hmm. so i am not part of that local congregation right now i think for me personally that's my next step is then to start going there Mm -hmm. possibly in the future um when the time is right but no not right now i do not um i well for a couple reasons one I don't have a car to get to <laughs> a de- like a a place in the town. I also just don't know the city very well or the mm-hmm. town very well, so I feel like it would be hard and I think there are um like congregations on campus. Like I think like my mom and I were looking um cuz there isn't like a Methodist one that's like affiliated I don't know I don't know what the the term is but it's like we looked on the Methodist website and then there was like a location on campus so that's kind of my next thing is working up to getting there because I think because I had a hard time adjusting in the beginning to school and so I think my focus was like trying to get my academics like figured Mm -hmm. out so I feel like I was trying to focus on one thing at a time so I feel like next semester when I'm more settled and things have kind of like not necessarily slowed down, but I've adjusted to things more. I think that can be my next step is going to try to find um, a community there. Because I think it's important to have like another like security blanket, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. just another group of people that you can like rely on that you're comfortable with. I think that's important when you're adjusting to college. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have really tried to find one, but I have been unsuccessful um, for a few different reasons. One, I went to a worship service um, a couple of weeks in a row to really get the feel for it. Um, and it felt very performative mm. that everyone there was there because they thought it made them look a certain way. And it was the whole mm. um, like... 
um, felt very much like a mega church, um, that there was a band and it felt very emotional, which, um, I feel like emotion is a good connection to God, but that the people there were just looking for that and looking to, to look a certain way and, um, to be seen a certain way. Mm. And so I, I went there for a couple of weeks and then, um, I had a club that met the same day, so I couldn't go anymore. And I was not too upset about that either. Um, I tried another church, but it felt like it was a very niche group of people that I really just did not fit in with. Um, and then a third one I went to, I really tried. <laughs> um, Damn it, sounds like <laughs> The third one I went to was just very conservative and I did not agree with a lot of the views. Mm. Thank you for talking about those, y'all. I really appreciate your honesty in that. What is different about coming to your home congregation now that you've been away? Uh, this might be kind of a cliche thing, but like, there's this saying about like, you don't realize how much you miss something until you're away from it. <laughs> and I think uh, for me, like going to church at like Gary, it, like being away from it, it was like, I kind of took it for granted how good it was in there. And it, I've enjoyed being back. And obviously some things have different. I remember like the first one I come back and all of a sudden I'm like hearing there's possible like church merger going on with Gary. And I'm like, man, I, I've gone for three months and <laughs> stuff's already changing. But um, it's, I like being back and just being able to talk to some of the congregation members and them ask about me and to like just see them and just to be somewhere back more familiar and like comforting to me is mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I agree with what Carter said, like the you don't realize how much you miss until it's gone. Because I was calling my dad on a Sunday a couple of weeks ago and he was like, yeah, we had lessons and carols today. And I was like, what? I miss lessons and carols because that's my favorite <laughs> Sunday of the year. And I, that made me so sad. I was like, I can't believe I missed it. In 18 years of my life, I have never missed a lessons and carols. Because it's just, I just love all of the different music. And I just... Yeah. Lee, could you tell people who may not know what a lessons and carols is? So basically, it's just the service. It's all, you hear a lesson or like a scripture verse and there's, and then after that, it's each... It's a carol then. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't know, the name is pretty much what it is. It's yeah. a lesson and then a carol. And it's each carol, it's like a different group of musicians and different types of things. And it's it's very fun. Mm -hmm. It kind of takes you through the whole narrative of salvation through the Advent story, right? Mm -hmm. The first one you ever missed. Well, I, I'm From what I remember, there yeah, may have been course. ones when I was younger. <laughs> but from what I remember, I feel like it's, because I feel like we were always, because when we were in like the like bells and youth choir, we were always a part of it. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with both Carter and Leah that it is comforting coming back. It's definitely a part of coming home because it does feel like home. I'm glad it does feel like home for y'all. It feels like home when y'all are there. It feels there your absence is known. And it's been that every year when those college students go away. It's been noticeable. So but that's life too. Things change, but doesn't mean we don't miss you <laughs> a whole, whole bunch. What advice would you give to students going to college about life and faith, especially freshmen? I think to like preface before I even start saying is that, is that I think 
when you're searching for a church or a community to be a part of, you can apply it to also like being a freshman and trying to find friends and mm. other people or clubs that you want to be a part of because they're all kind of the similar process. And what I would say is like having an open mind to all the options that you have, whether that be meeting new friends, the clubs you want to try out, the churches or youth groups that you want to be a part of. And then I think the second thing is realizing that like you don't have to make a decision right away and that someone, it may be ready for them to make that decision right away and find these friends right away. Or it may take some other people some time to find that place that's right for them. Um, It's different for everybody. So I wouldn't like try to compare yourself to, oh, these people found a church the first week or they haven't or they didn't find till their junior year. I think just apply it to yourself is um, two of the things that I would say. Mm. Yeah, I would say that no matter what happens, it's okay. The three of us, as you've heard, have all had very different experiences. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. whether you find a new church home or you don't, it's okay. Like there's, there's no pressure on it and college is hard and whatever you do, whether you find yourself questioning things or um, finding answers, either way, it's for a reason and it's okay. Mm. Yeah, I would say have like a little like keepsake or like a little something, token of something that reminds you of the church because mine is my Afghan. I Because in the beginning, like I said earlier, my first little bit of college was rough. So whenever I was like, trying to go to sleep and I was really like stressed or homesick or sad. I have my Afghan right next to me. So I just like hug it and it just like would remind me of home and church. And it's just something because like that Afghan, it was handmade like for you. And it was like, mm-hmm. it was blessed. So that is for you. And so I just think having something special like that will really like bring you back home and it'll just like give you comfort and just like that extra like safety and just like that feeling of warmth when you're like really sad because there are as much as it's I hate to say it but there are some very low times when you're Mm -hmm. there so it's to have having my afghan there when I'm falling asleep is just that like it's just right next to me so it's the church is always there is that little reminder do you want to tell our listeners what the the afghan is like kind of the tradition behind that at our church yeah so the it's the the knitting club right Mm -hmm. the knitting club each of the Every college student, before they leave, they get an afghan that was handmade for them. So everyone gets a different color or pattern when they get to pick. And before they leave, they get they get it wrapped around them and then the church prays over them. So everyone gets to go to school with their own personal blanket. I love that tradition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think all of those is great advice. And is there anything else that y'all wanted to touch on or that you wanted to talk about? I didn't know if you guys wanted to uh, sing, um, you know, Pharaoh, Pharaoh or something like that. <laughs> 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 Read of the Spirit. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Can you, can you still say the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Good oh. job. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably stuck burning y'all's brains. Never forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wanted to say thank you again. And uh, thanks for taking time. Um, Do any of you want to pray for freshmen or just college students in general? I'll try it. Thanks, Carter. I'll do it. I'll do it. Dear God, 
thank you for bringing the three of us here today, along with Pastor Brian, for us to be able to share some of our insight and experiences that we have had through our uh, first semester as college freshmen. Uh, It's important that we all learn and experience these things and share it to other people because it's different for everyone and that you are there for them and that even though they might have a dark time or maybe even a great time, that you are always there for them whenever they may need it. I'm so glad to have had this opportunity to be on this and to share my opinions and experiences. And I hope that those listening can take note and hopefully that we provided some substance. And lastly, for all the people that are struggling right now, um, maybe people have lost jobs or struggling to put food on the table for others or some other unseen circumstances that we may not know. But I want you to guide them and want them to know that you love them and that you love everyone no matter what even if they may not think so but you really do and in your name we pray amen amen Amen. leah anna carter thank you for being here tonight i want you to know how much i love each of you and what a blessing you are to me and thank you for talking with us thank you for the opportunity thank you for having us absolutely (laughs) all righty take care y'all again i'd like to thank our guests Leah Austin, Anna Mathis, and Carter Gall, and also that they would have a blessed second semester of college and second half of their freshman year. Thanks, y'all. And now receive this blessing. May the love of God the Father, the grace of God the Son, and the power of God the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Blessings until we're together soon. I'll look forward to praying with you.